0: Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm your host, Brian Park.
1: And I'm your other host, Youngmi Mayer.
0: So, Youngmi usually intros us, but I don't know. We're feeling a little bit... We're uh, mixing it up. We're mixing it up.
1: Brian, I can tell you're really anxious about doing the intro.
0: (laughs) It's a a little remix. But if you're listening, guys, um, please, please, please... Rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts, a.k.a. iTunes. And if you're listening on your mobile phone, take a screenshot, tag us, share it on your Instagram, tag us at Feeling Asian Podcast, and Me and I will share it, and that's the reward in and of itself. <laughs> <laughs> and, th- <that's> it. <laughs> and then that's it. And then that's we will be like, thank it. you. But uh, I'm excited for today's episode, because yeah. we are going to talk about... Validation and yep. ways to be kinder to yourself.
1: Validation and ways to feel to be kinder to yourself. Yeah. But before we get to that, Brian, how are you feeling?
0: How am I feeling? <laughs>
1: He's doing a funny face. No one can see it. Yeah. And it wasn't even a funny comedian. voice. Oh. Am I a comedian? <laughs> you are you a, my mom? You did a funny face, but not a funny voice.
0: Um, How am I feeling? So this week, I am actually actually i'm feeling good i feel good i'm i am actually very proud of myself for something that i did and so last week i went on a first date via tinder with this girl and i kind of knew that i wasn't that interested in seeing her again but she was nice and towards the end of it i i knew i I knew i didn't want to see her again and But she was like, hey, so what do you want to do now? I'm like, I don't know. I'm probably, like, going to go home. And she was like, do you want to go back to your place? And so.
1: Sexy. (laughs) She was so
0: forward. She was so forward. And I was. uh, This is where I I, was bad behavior, Brian, Mm -hmm. because I obliged, even though.
1: You you, you weren't really into her personality. Right.
0: Right. But I obliged because out of convenience. (laughs) I was like, "Okay, whatever. Like, I should. She's I might as well like she's not like a terrible person
1: convenience as in like you didn't want to deal with the like discomfort of saying no to her.
0: The convenience being that the prospect of sexual activity is so it's like right there. Mm, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And why not? Sure. Yeah. But then what ended up happening is we came back to my place and we started hooking up and I was just not into it. (laughs) Yeah, I was not into it. Yeah, and normally in those situations, I would feel, I would try to push through, even though I'm not into it. And Why? I don't know because then I because f- then, yeah. then I feel bad. I feel bad, like mm. I feel like I'm disappointing this person. Mm-hmm. But then what ends up happening is that the chemistry is all off. I'm not into it, mm-hmm. and then every all both parties start feeling bad. Yeah, and so. Um mm-hmm. I recognized that I wasn't into it and so I just told her I'm like, "Hey, you seem really nice and you're seem really cool, but I'm sorry, but I'm just not I don't I don't think I want to have sex tonight.
1: Mm. I don't think the oh, I, don't, okay. I don't think
0: the chemistry is quite there and I'm sorry for misleading you."
1: Well, she, but she felt attracted to you. So Yeah, was, okay. she was very upset. Oh god. She was
0: very upset in the moment. Oh yeah. However, I don't know. I think it's better to be direct and honest, especially in those situations. Yeah. You, uh, that's, rather than yeah. like begrudgingly hook up and then hope it like increases the attraction that might be there.
1: Yeah. Or, and, or like ghost her the next day because then she's like, what happened? Because we were having fun or whatever. You can just be like, I'm sorry, this is not working out. Right. Yeah. I think,
0: no. I mean, in that case, yeah, I was just proud of myself for just recognizing that and speaking to it and not beating myself up over it because just
1: being honest
0: yeah and there, there's it's a lot well, ti- it's not her fault and it's a lot tied to my comfortability with my masculinity because oh. i sometimes question you know i have guy friends who are like well it's like a binary scale with girls like you, you just fuck it like mm. if you want to fuck just fuck like it doesn't matter if they're hot or not or if you're they attracted just fuck
1: any anybody that yeah is available
0: and credit to them there might be some people who can do that but i'm that not like that is
1: some like you know that's like how the i th- i think toxic masculinity Absolutely. really hurts men yeah to to be taught that even if you are not wanting to have sex wh- which is a very intense thing yeah you just do it because you just do it you're a man like just do it fuck anything that moves it's really fucked up
0: well those are the f- those were the negative feelings that would occur to me when in right. those moments of uh, like a hookup where I'm not that into it, then mm. I'd start questioning my masculinity mm. and being like, "Why am I not into this? Like, this yeah. is something that I've been taught and from a young age that I should be into this."
1: That's so that's so terrible. I'm so sorry, Brian. It's okay. No, I feel good I mean, though. I, I mean, bad. I felt bad yeah. mm-hmm.
0: for being so forthright and direct in telling this girl that I wasn't into it. Yeah, because she was very clearly hurt. Aww. But the way I rationalize it in my mind is this is so much better than hooking up and like you said giving some half-assed excuse three days later being like oh i don't know like sorry like this isn't you seem nice or like ghosting them which i don't do anymore
1: Mm, right i mean it's it's right in certain situations it's okay but like this is the thing also that's like that sort of uh societal pressure hurts yeah. men right yeah. because it makes men not be able to say i don't find this person attractive i'm not gonna have sex with them and then it also makes women feel weird because we feel like men just want to fuck anything yeah but then when somebody doesn't want to fuck you you're like whoa what yeah like you know it's, it's such a it's such a weird but the truth is some men are human beings right <laughs> and they just yeah we're human sometimes not have sex with certain people right and you're allowed to feel that way totally and even though maybe you know it happened a little like unfortunately late while you're th- hooking up
0: yeah i mean there's room for improvement there yeah, i should yeah. have been more but that's honest better than not yeah. doing it i know there's for room sure. for improvement because i should have been more honest with myself and not even obliged to
1: yeah but it's hard when we've you know I I, you know when, when you the said, convenience when is said, there it's yeah. hard to say no the weird thing is when you said you know you didn't feel it but you went along and sure. within, I was like why but the thing is I've done that so many times I don't know why I was like why Brian that's crazy <laughs> I'm like I do that all the time I'm like I don't want to fuck but I'm just gonna fuck him, so he leaves or whatever <laughs> like <laughs> Why did you do that, Brian? That's so weird. Yeah, but obviously, women do that all the time. I mean,
0: it's so much harder you for know. women because there's you so don't want to get your neck broken, <laughs> right? <laughs> there, like there, are s- there are physical and there's societal pressures too. And yeah, yeah, it's it, it's so much worse for women. But, but yeah, that's
1: an awkward situation. It's so hard. Yeah, but
0: I just accepted that, and I'm at peace with it, and yeah. I'm proud of myself. And, and you're
1: and, honest, so you should be. Yeah.
0: So in that case, I'm like, you happy. know what? This is a girl who. I, in the moment, I just didn't feel like having sex with, so I just told her and I didn't have sex with her. Yeah. Rather than afterwards being You're truthful. Like, yeah. So it seems. I feel so like expressing wrong these...
1: or bad with her. It's just the chemistry, like you said, right?
0: Right. But yeah, like you said, expressing these things, it sounds so obvious that I should know this. Yeah. But in the you know, moment, it's hard because it we've
1: is. been. I think especially well, women feel this a lot, but Asian people. We're socialized to sort of make sure that the everyone else is comfortable. Right. And we put that above ourselves.
0: Anyways, Young Me, how are you feeling?
1: Um so I you know, I was listening to one of the old episodes and I said and I was saying something like, "Oh, I feel so sad" or whatever, and you're like, "Well, we we're always feeling sad. When are we ever gonna be happy?" Yeah. And then I made a joke about being mildly bipolar. Yeah. And I'm like, in like a few weeks, I'm gonna be like extremely happy. Are you feeling bipolar right now? I'm feeling extremely manic. Oh, it's, yeah. I'm like wow. in one of. <laughs> and I, now, I, I mean, I it's guess a, that's it's, good. I don't terrible, know. It's terrible, but it, I mean, it feels fu- fun, but it's terrible. Like I have these episodes where i and i know now like how to keep track of it because i can't really sleep and i can't really eat oh my god and i'm just like it's it's not like i don't think it's like i should be on medication are but you like, diagnosed or no i'm not diagnosed and i don't really i feel like i should talk to my therapist about it, but um it's not extreme like i'm obviously like acting very normal to the outside eye but it's just like kind of like me, I notice it personally. Yeah. Like I'm still, what's that word? Functioning, right? Yeah. Like I'm not like one of those people running around naked. But I, I do f- feel it when it comes on. Yeah. I also You're like I'm I, feeling this, manic. Wanna, and I'm feeling that's manic. It. <laughs> Run around. Um, but also I sort of figured out I think why I'm feeling this way in therapy. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try to make this short, but I feel like it's really interesting because I was so unaware of like what makes my moods happen. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I went through a breakup, but this person, after a few days, emailed me a very mean email. Oh, my God. Where it was just very mean and it was all like ad hominem. It wasn't like anything about anything it was just calling me names right for the oh, whole email which is you know i understand because i've i've been there i've been hurt blah da yeah and then i read it and it literally broke the spell like i was just like we're done no feelings wow you, you know how sometimes like when you break up with someone you're like well, maybe we're gonna get back together i was right. in that phase yeah and then when i read the email i was like I don't feel anything. Oh my God. But it, it's weird because I didn't feel upset. It was like a really mean email. I didn't feel yeah. upset. I, I was just like, it just was like a click in my brain. Yeah. Like at looking at pictures of them. Now I'm just like feel nothing. Whereas in before I was like, I miss him or whatever. Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is so interesting. So I told my therapist about it and she was like, let me read the email. She read it and she was like, I think I'm going to throw up. Oh this my God. This is such God. a vicious email. And she was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm t- I am don't, I don't feel any like, what, why are you se- like, why are you are like, you, are you okay? And she was like, well, this is, this is what I discovered in that session. <laughs> and she was like, I feel like I'm going to cry. I can't, if somebody sent this to me, it yeah. would like destroy me. Like, are you sure? And I was like, I don't know why, but I feel nothing, but I have been engaging with incredibly, uh, w- engaging with like strangers online in a very like aggressively sexual way is that something yeah and it clicked on this like manic phase in my head okay where i'm like now like chatting i wanted to talk to you aggressively about aggressively
0: sexual beha- what what that, is this? that was a
1: worse way to describe <laughs> it i'm i'm sexting <laughs> with strangers on the internet <laughs> which, is, which is totally normal healthy behavior why am i making myself sound like a fiend or
0: something <laughs> like uh, you're basically uh, you're i'm, manic. You're I'm manic. like
1: yeah i'm like sexting with people on, uh, s- people what, multiple well no yes maybe never i don't want to get into it but um i <laughs> <laughs> <Ryan> just <laughs> laughed so hard You had to take the mic out. so i also which is and so it's my i think my brain is doing this like self um protecting thing by like clicking on this like manic phase where i'm just like i'm just gonna like
0: so yeah so you don't have to and not like confront and process the feelings of the breakup
1: yeah or like process the pain of somebody that i was deeply in love with being that mean to me i was just like i honestly i don't know what's going on with my brain but i feel great
0: i mean you're not being too hard on yourself about it you're well, just kind. Yeah, of, you're that's just why going I feel really good because I'm doing it in a healthy. You're just going with the flow, and this is what you want to do at this moment. So, yeah, yeah. And you're a, gonna engage in aggressively sexual. It's
1: behavior. not aggressive. It's <laughs> totally. <laughs> I don't know why I said. Now I feel like a creep. Um, no, it's like totally consensual. Yeah, safe, fun way for me to just like. G- Move on, you know what I mean. And I'm move to on. That- <laughs>
0: move on is like a, too light of a, a euphemism for
1: sexting. I'm back on top, you're, bitch. You're, bitch is back on top. You went from aggressively. I'm out there. D- you
0: described sexting as aggressively sexual behavior. To so uh, just so not uh, move on.
1: <laughs> it's so mildly like it's. This is just like what everyone does. But I'm like I'm just I'm a I'm a crazy sex person. Yeah, sending like very. Medi like mild me <laughs> <You're gonna say> <laughs> mediocre. <laughs> mild mediocre sex mediocre sex <laughs> um but so i feel do you I, sex a I'm, lot i i used to se- well what i usually do is when i start getting into a relationship with someone mm-hmm. i sexed with them yeah but i don't really sex with strangers which is what i'm doing now yeah. but which also brian i wanted to talk to you about this led to me receiving my first ever dick pic in wow. my life. Wow,
0: in your life. In my life. Wow, isn't that crazy? Uh, congratulations, I you got... are now a millennial.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I was a baby boomer, but now
0: you're a millennial.
1: I'm a millennial. <laughs> That's the
0: did long... you? I feel like most girls don't like them.
1: Well, I asked for this one. Oh, and so which is weird. I've never even received like an anonymous like when they're like unsolicited, attacking just me. out of yeah, nowhere, unsolicited like attack penis picture i was like why is it (laughs) and i was like oh my god why is it is it because i'm ugly no one wants to send me their pictures but uh this is the first one i received and it was i asked for it okay and i was so excited i was like oh my god this is so exciting wow and sexy whoa yeah
0: that's fucking awesome
1: yep i'm back on top guys (laughs) (laughs) anyway that's it i i feel great so i'm in a good place in my head it does worry me because i'm like when am I going to be processing the these bad feelings? But mm. whatever. It'll probably just come little by little. My brain's ready to do it. Sure. That's fine.
0: That is fine. Yeah. Wow. Young me. Congratulations <laughs> on your first dick pic.
1: Thanks. And this actually <laughs> has something to do with our topic today that I, I will circle back to if you want to start talking about the validation.
0: Oh, absolutely. Thing. Yeah. So this is, um, I've, I'm excited to record, uh, Mainly because this is our first episode that we are recording after the launch, official launch of our podcast.
1: Yeah, which is going great.
0: It's crazy. People I mean, are so nice. People are so, so nice. And if you're listening, I just want to say, well, we would just want to say thank you. you and we love you.
1: Do you want to sext with me? I'm sorry. That's so inappropriate. We're going to lose please,
0: all of our subscribers. Please
1: don't. I don't want. I'm sorry. I love uh, young all of me, you. I, uh, you know what? I think your
0: mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. description of you being aggressively sexual <laughs> is accurate after you just attacked sorry. Our, audi- we? our audience like
1: that. Wait, delete that. I don't want to get... Uh,
0: no, through. I am not going to delete <laughs> it. <laughs> um... No, mm-hmm. I, it's it, it's exciting and uh the positive I mean we've gotten so many nice emails and the feedback we've gotten has just been very very uh I don't I, it sounds corny but it's just been very touching because yeah. any time that I set out to uh fulfill a creative project I'm so hesitant to release it into the world because I I just that I I just can't I don't know if I could handle the scrutiny or I just immediately assume that it's going to be met with a lot of criticism.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: So I'm always scared. Are you like that?
1: I, yes. I always assume that everyone's going to think I'm stupid and I'm a bad writer, which is a very specific but fe- real fear I have. Yeah. And then also um, scrutinize my physical appearance, which makes sense for me. Yeah. Which yeah. has nothing to do with being creative, but I'm like.
0: Or a podcast. <laughs>
1: They're like this is an okay podcast but she sounds so ugly. She sounds <laughs> fat. She sounds fat. My mom would my mom would say something like that. Oh
0: Literally. my god. God, that that I'm so sorry. That really fucking sucks. <laughs>
1: um yeah, so the validation thing, it's it's hard for us to it, I did, you know, whenever I see people cuz I do get like messages from Asian women mm-hmm. saying Oh, and then yesterday I met your friend who is a white woman. Yeah. And she was telling me, she was like, you know, like, this is basically what I'm going through. Yeah. And I've literally really, like, don't hear people talking about it in this way. And I'm like, that's, that's all I want. All I want. I don't want to be like the smartest, funniest comic in the world. Yeah. I just want people to be like, oh my God, I have been thinking about that. That's a problem that I have. And finally someone understands what i'm going through like that is the most important thing to me totally and this podcast is like really doing that for me you know like the people that are responding to it are responding in that way
0: yeah i mean similar to me this has just been fun because it's an outlet and a channel for me to express a lot of the things that i think about and ruminate on um and to have it be like to have it resonate with just even one person is so so rewarding. Yeah. However, I, uh, I it's I, I have a very complicated relationship with validation and compliments in general. In that, so using this podcast as uh, for the sake of this example, you know, we get we get emails, we might get DMs or like reviews, and people write nice things. I don't give myself permission to really relish in it. Or just like accept it at face value, mm. because to me that feels like it. I'm being lazy.
1: Mm. If that makes sense. Lazy. Yeah, Ex- like can because you I f- that to me?
0: I feel that any product, like anything at all, there's always room for more improvement. Mm. So I'll I'll read them. I'll read like a nice thing. And I'll be like, oh, that's so amazing, and then that feeling of uh gratitude and well the f- gratitude is always there but that feeling like that good feeling that i give for myself uh-huh lasts for like two minutes and mm. then i'll think okay how do i how do i grow this how do we reach more listeners how do we mm-hmm. promote this better i'm immediately thinking two to three steps ahead mm. rather than patting myself on the back and just allowing myself to feel good for accomplishing this thing right yeah,
1: I have a similar relationship to accepting uh, compliments mm-hmm. or validation from people. Yeah, um, I have to say the DMS that I receive about the podcast, I'm having an easier time accepting them because a lot of them are about being able to relate to what I'm saying it's yeah. not being like, you are good. They're just saying, I know what you're talking about. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whether the word, and um, that's easier for me to digest than if someone's like, you are the funniest comedian or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um. So I'm not having that hard of a time with those sort of uh things that people are reaching out, but you don't know, have a really hard time. What I think when people give me a compliment yeah. is they're lying. Oh. That's my big thing. Like you don't. Yeah. Oh, yep. okay. And I'm like, "Oh, it's because they feel bad for me?" Oh. And or and they're just they're trying to gas me up or they have another agenda and then they're like trying to get something. I oh. always think, and that's so, such a shitty way to think. And I don't yeah. mean, cause it, you know, saying that makes me feel like I'm you making everyone in distrust
0: the w- of humanity. Yeah. It's like yeah. a
1: shitty way to view people. Yeah. Like I'm looking at everyone like they're fucking scammers, you know? Wow. Yeah. And, we have
0: like opposite approaches to this. Whereas for me, yeah. it's very internal and mm. for you, it's very external.
1: Yeah. And so it's, it's a, it's because it, but I feel like the source, is the same source where it comes from a lot of self-hatred. Mm. I hate myself to the point where I don't even believe I, I think that people are making shit up to me. Like that's right. pretty intense. Right.
0: Right. No, it's, that's very true. Yeah. Because the way I handle validation, I'll suppress it mm-hmm. and then I'll do like a trick in my brain to convince myself that by suppressing it it's a way to motivate myself this is what's going to drive me to work doubly hard right because by enjoying it i'm going to sit on my laurels and become lazy Ah, okay so i'm like i'm like driven i'm like driven by that feeling that i'm not uh that i shouldn't be proud of my hard work yeah or worthy of it
1: so there's no part of you that thinks that that doesn't believe the person you just sort of like suppress it and not think about it because i feel like it's almost like we're having similar feelings Mm -hmm. but maybe they're going in different parts of our brain totally yeah i mean
0: i don't know yeah because it always felt weird to me like even people who throw their own birthday parties <laughs> for instance <laughs> <laughs> like it's a great it's a time for celebration and you just yeah. want to gather all your friends i don't know it's like people who talanchok <laughs> or something i don't know show well talk means off. like show offy show offy right so but i'm so yeah. uh that's just been so embedded in me that just keep your head down and just work hard and mm. shut up and yeah. like th- that also includes don't experience any pleasure because pleasure is a symptom of laziness Mm -hmm. because if you're experiencing pleasure you could be working in that time yeah yeah Uh you're just sighing you're like no i'm just like this is
1: no that's a huge issue in korea well like in korea like uh there's this thing where you you know like they always say oh right like you sh- you're you so show off you're throwing your own birthday you're mm-hmm. so rich you're not supposed to do that but then so everyone has to suppress all these natural urges to yeah. be proud of yourself or feel good about yourself yeah and then it comes out in we- like other ways yeah right yeah t- like Absolutely. Then koreans will be like i feel like they want so much to just be able to say I'm good at this and I'm happy about it, but they're not allowed. So they right. have to like, I don't know. Humble themselves. So, like yeah, do this humble, fake humble. Oh yeah. There's this Korean guy that I know. Yeah. And um he I'm not going to say like, he's like sort of well known in what he does. And I've hung out with him a few times and I can't stand him. Yeah. And my friend was like, I was like, I can't stand him. I don't know why. And she was like, is it like the, the fake humble yeah. thing that he keeps doing? And I'm like, yes. Cause everything he would say is just like, you know, uh, all my hard work has led me to this success, but actually it's God and my mom. Shut the fuck up. Just say that you're successful because yeah. you, you're you good at it. Absolutely. It's
0: a hard thing to do, con- though. Yeah. I mean, like I did that all the time. I was that like, I'm annoying I'm ass kid in college yeah. where in my pre-med studies I'd be like yeah I didn't study even though I studied yes. a fucking shitload so dishonest. and then even and I would get like an a-plus and be yeah, like yeah. yeah no big deal I didn't study but I studied yeah, a yeah. lot a
1: lot yeah but I, I, mean, don't know why I do
0: that it's like it's like a shame of being like yeah I studied a lot yeah and um you know I told my dad that I did this uh you know I was like hey I'd like I released this podcast and yeah my dad my dad was like oh that's great and then his follow-up question was, well, how many people listen to it? <sighs> and I don't... You know, he did compliment me and say that was great. But yeah. then he was like, how many people listen to it? And then I just z- z- oh, lasered God. in on that follow-up question. Like, how many people listen to it? And it made <sighs> me feel kind of shitty. Because I interpret that as criticism. And then that effectively will make me feel like, okay, well... I guess there's always room for improvement in this aspect, so i maybe I shouldn't feel good yet, yeah, but uh, there but like by not allowing myself to ever feel good by saying i don't I shouldn't feel good yet, it's like dangling a it's like a carrot that's dangling in front of a uh-huh. horse like you'll never, never reach it, never ever, ever reach yeah. it
1: also I've, i I want to say we do have a lot of listeners for a podcast that just started,
0: oh absolutely, so
1: we so it's like it is actually good yeah but it's like even if you're I feel like even at, let's say our first ever episode we had 20,000 listeners your dad would be like but that's not a hundred thousand do you know what I mean yeah like I feel like even though he doesn't know what the numbers mean yeah the num that number is never gonna be good do you know what I mean right, so it's right. like well, who, and whatever. I told
0: and I told my therapist this and yeah. I said yeah it made me feel kind of shitty and like I, I'm not giving myself permission to feel good uh-huh. and my therapist She's so great. She did some mental jujitsu. Yeah. And sorry, there's like a background noise. That's I'm a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> it's a vacuum cleaner. I'm vacuuming
1: right now because I don't <laughs> feel good enough. <laughs> I feel like the podcast doesn't have enough listeners, so now I have to clean and make rice while I'm doing this <laughs> at the same time. Also um, studying for my LSATs.
0: Yeah, and I told my so I told my therapist that my dad. Follow up question was, how many people listen to it? And I told her that I felt shitty about it. And so, and my therapist validated that feeling. She was like, oh, that must feel really bad because it's I can understand how you construe that as, interpret that as criticism. Mm-hmm. And so she then asked me, well, if you had a son, how would you, what would you tell your son if they told you that they just released this podcast that they worked really hard on? Mm. And I was like, I would just tell him, I think this is amazing. I think what you're trying to uh, accomplish and the goal of this podcast is very valuable. Uh And you should be very proud of yourself for setting this goal for yourself and accomplishing it, regardless of how many listeners that you get or how many followers or how many ratings or whatever, because it's not easy to put your art or put anything creative out into the world. No. And so that in and of itself you should be very proud of. And then my therapist goes, "Well, why don't you treat yourself that way?" Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck.
1: Be the adult. I don't
0: do that. It's so easy to be that kind to myself. Yeah. Where strip away all of the results and just be like, "You know what? This is fucking great." This is not an easy thing to do. You you you, you set out a goal and you accomplished it. Yeah. I don't do that enough.
1: I don't either. Well, you know, with me, I have a son. So my therapist uses that a lot. Really? Because she'll be like, oh, this is your self-hating language. Would you ever say that to your son? I'm like, no. But it's kind of like what you just went through, right? Where you're looking at yourself as like the kid. Yeah. Yeah. You're being the adult. You're being the parent for yourself that you didn't have.
0: Yeah it's great i don't do that yeah so that's like a new thing that i've been trying to implement yeah. into my life mm-hmm. as a way to just be just to validate myself more it's like right. okay well let's treat myself so- like if i was my own son yeah how would i talk to myself
1: it's a really good method it's and it's
0: been so solving
1: the self-hatred right also, I want to say that is such a good point because we are doing something that's very difficult, especially this podcast. Because being this level of open, people just can't do it. I mean, we are kind of like this naturally. I feel I
0: feel kind of weird right now because it's like I feel like we're like jerking each other off. Like, no, we are no. amazing. Oh, I am. I don't <laughs> know.
1: I don't know about you, Brian, but I'm amazing. No, we're not. We're not. I'm. I'm saying this honestly. Especially a lot of like my Asian friends. Sure. But everybody. Yeah they will they cannot say shit like this yeah they just can't like we have access to it and i don't know why yeah um but like i i want to be like to your dad like do you think your dad could do something like this like be this open and be like when i was five i got kicked you know like whatever Prob- and like,
0: probably not because but it was a different time and yeah, I people, people have i don't know maybe his his parents didn't give him the amount of empathy i get it and, like in his upbringing for him to have feel comfortable being this open yeah. But i feel
1: but i mean you're doing something that's like remarkable you know on oh, your that own that does not sit oh, well God, I'm you're getting so, so upset i'm not getting upset you it's are, just that
0: self-hatred is like coming out
1: of me no you are doing something remarkable and yeah you're right you know like a, a loving parent i mean not, i know your dad's loving sorry <laughs> my parents he is loving he loving. just has their he has his own issues right. obviously like oh, everyone oh, else jesus every oh God, okay i can't say he has his own issues no, that's yeah, not yeah. even that bad <laughs> everyone has issues no
0: my dad is perfect <laughs> don't talk to him like that do
1: not talk about father that way <laughs> how dare you that's it's like what a you're tear so upset like i'm not getting upset and so, i'm just kidding um but you know like he has his own issues so yeah. he but some somewhere deep down inside, that's how he actually feels. He's probably very I, proud. I
0: know he's very proud. It just doesn't come out. It just, in he won't let the it most come out. Yeah. right in the most effective way. Like I've, yeah, I've. But it hurts. Been, it does hurt, and you just. I just have to express more compassion, and I understand why they're so fixated on results. Like, what grade did you get? What? Yeah. How many listeners do you have? Mm-hmm. Because I feel that. Asians especially in America are very competitive with one another. Yeah. And we and I feel it's because we operate under the guise that there's only room for one of us to succeed. Mhm. Do you know what I mean? Like there's only room There for, is like,
1: only one <laughs> spot, you know, Brian. i pulled out I'm a knife. To... And
0: <laughs> just about to stab me right now.
1: <laughs> it's actually nunchucks. Um and
0: I and I went through this process because yeah. in high school In college, I was weirdly more competitive with my Asian peers. Yeah. And I would get kind of jealous or upset when they would obtain success.
1: Well, that's, yeah, but that's everyone. There's like a theory because, like, you're most competitive with people that are in your group. But it's, it's, I feel it's a system that's put in
0: place by white people Mm. to pit us against each other. Mm. Because it's not a true narrative. There's room for everyone. Mm. We're just, Subjecting ourselves to this white ideology that oh, only one of us can make it. There's only and, one and,
1: Asian best friend role in in every white person movie, right? And there I, could be and, eight white people, one I, Asian. And
0: I audition for it, and I always lose it to someone in Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but I think it's uh, yeah. Even in like my, um, you know, my creative career, mm-hmm. once I became. Just stripped away a lot of that jealousy, a lot of that, well, why couldn't it have been me? Yeah. It's become so much more healthy for me mm-hmm. to just be like, you know what? This is fucking great that Asian Americans are rising. And yeah. I'm really proud of you because we're all trying to accomplish the same thing. Uh-huh. And for you to do that, yeah, it's not an easy thing to do. So I think that's fucking yeah. amazing and awesome yeah rather than being like fuck like why didn't i work harder like that could have been me yeah you know
1: Mm Hmm. yeah totally that's a very healthy way to look at that i also feel that way i'm like god damn it 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 makes me kind of like it's so irrational Mm -hmm. but it makes me like panicky like they're gonna get the one thing that's for like stuff. But I don't know. That's so ridiculous but I feel there like isn't just one. There isn't thing. It's just a, some weird irrational fear that pops out of nowhere. And
0: I feel like, but I feel
1: like I can soothe it at this point.
0: Yeah, but these are, but a lot of the decisions are being made from the top down. Yeah. from white people white people so yeah of course they want to preserve that status quo
1: mm-hmm. well because it's like the thing that you were talking so they about instill how you still this
0: fear that mm-hmm. only one of us can succeed
1: yeah it's and then you were talking about how you lose a lot of roles to i know that this is a topic we already discussed but like how you lose a lot of roles to half white Sure, and half Asian men because they look almost like white, acceptable or yeah. kind of Asian, acceptable or
0: according to white the people. People I guess. that
1: hired actors were all white, right, right, um, right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah. I, I'm getting from what you said, your validation system in your mind is set up to receive validation from your parents, and that's something that's still sort of happening. Yeah, that's here.
0: uh, this is something that I'm working through in that i should be able to validate myself yeah and be proud of that yeah however i you know i i think i do a lot of things in hopes that my parents will be proud of me
1: of course
0: and i think of course yeah and once you you know, we talk about on this podcast, like we can see our parents as human beings and they have flawed logic mm-hmm. and we don't agree with everything that they say. Except your
1: dad, who's perfect.
0: Except my dad, who is perfect. <laughs> 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 but why then if I can acknowledge that, then why do I so badly want their validation? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think like that's, I have to. I've, yeah. I've come to the tough realization that, you know, when they they give me a lot of criticism Uh-huh. And I've as maybe this is self-preservation, but I've uh, accepted that that criticism comes from a place of love, even mm-hmm. if it hurts me, because I de- at the end of the day, ultimately, they still want the best for me. But it is a lot of criticism. It's very rare that I will hear my parents just call me out of nowhere and just say, hey, we think the work that you're doing is great. We're very proud of you.
1: But they do do that.
0: They don't do that. Oh. It's always it's always results. Like we're right. they'll only be proud when it's like we're proud of you because you got a hundred percent. We're God, proud of you because you got number one in this championship.
1: That really, God, that like bothers me so much. Yeah, I'm sorry, Brian. I mean,
0: did you ever receive that from your parents?
1: Uh, I feel like no. I I don't know. They they were always like, I'm proud of you, but I have a very different set of uh. Re- receiving validation and because my upbringing is a little different than yours yeah which um is my this is gonna sound so fucked up and again i have to like i have to emphasize that like my parents are not terrible people they are regular normal they're perfect (laughs) yeah no they're just like regular like the people you know i grew up in the 90s Uh, my parents are very similar to their peers yeah so all of our your parents white people asian people right they were they're Intense misogynists, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and I know it makes them sound like crazy nineteen fifties cigars. No, like our all of our parents in the nineties were intense misogynists. Like if you go back to like watching episodes of like Jay Leno on the Tonight Show from nineteen ninety five, the level of misogyny and like homophobia. And like just that was just acceptable to society back then is mm-hmm. like intense. Yeah. And so that was like what they were listening to. Right, even right, though right. we remember it as being a very liberal time for some reason. So because but my my parents in particular are very their relationship is built off the fact that my mom is lesser than my dad. Mm. And so her life is like her validation as a human being comes from the fact that my dad is with her. And, I see. And the biggest factor in that is that she she's exceptionally attractive, mm. right? And she, even though, like, she's older now, obviously, she's in her 60s, but she's very attractive for her age. Sure. And when she was yeah. younger, she was extremely attractive. Mm-hmm. And that was what she, that's what she receives from my dad. Yeah. My dad is not really, truly, I would say, just knowing them for all the years that I've been alive, not truly really into who she is as a person okay i feel like he res- all the respect and all the true love that he feels for her is based on the fact that she is hot she's oh. still hot that's the number one thing that's so and sad. and the the thing that makes their marriage work because they're still married is my mom believes that deeply about herself too that the most important the only important thing about her is that she's physically attractive yeah And so their ideology really aligns with each other. Do you know what I mean? So their marriage works. Yeah. You know, like the fact that basically their marriage at this point is my dad talking and my mom listening to him. You Mm. know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's very like Melania Trump. Yeah. And the interesting thing is like my mom is like an incredibly intelligent and funny person. Yeah. You know, I've said this before. I got my sense of humor for her, from her. And she's very, very smart. And mm-hmm. I mean,
0: and it makes sense to me knowing you that yeah. you have a very complicated relationship validating your physical appearance. Yeah.
1: Because now I'm you, like.
0: You, because you grew up seeing that.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so what I was, what I was raised to believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know this, I know my parents sound so extreme, but this is like, what I'm talking about is like their core deep down belief that they don't even know about themselves you know it's like me seeing their actions yeah like day-to-day life you would meet them and just think that they're totally cool and not misogynist right right? right. but this is their core beliefs so because that their their core beliefs are so extreme like that i picked up on a lot of that Mm -hmm. and just my whole life it was just all, all about make sure I'm attractive to heterosexual men because that's the most important thing. That's what I need. That's who I need to validate me. Right. Right. Yeah. And I I mean, it's taken me so long, so much therapy, so many years away from my parents to like get to like dig out of that, whole yeah and i'm at obviously i don't believe that about myself now yeah um because i know that the value that i place on myself is my intelligence Mm -hmm. and my humor Mm -hmm. and then the thing that i talked about earlier which is my relatability my my openness and my willingness to be open so that i can connect with other human beings like those are my top three most important things about myself and absolutely al- and then also like being a good mom which is like basically part part of all that you're like mm, that's number also eight. i have a child i don't know where he is <laughs> but you know what i mean and, yeah, and like yeah, those yeah. are the values that i want him to know and it's like he's a boy so there's society views him in a different way yeah but if you know if i in the future if i ever had a daughter i would just i would just like tried so hard my hardest so she doesn't absorb that also yeah. that the fucked up thing is that if your parents are like that and they never address their like sexist misogynist ideals, mm-hmm. when you grow up as an adult, because the world is really sexist and misogynist, mm-hmm. you will never learn that. You will never learn feminist ideology unless yeah, you I go mean, to like college, hopefully. Totally. In college.
0: I mean, it's like a, you know, you're like a fish in polluted water. Like yeah. you don't know You're gonna walk when out when you're and just it.
1: see like you know, like fashion ads yeah. with like fucking skinny women that are just there just for men to look at. Do you know what I mean? Like No one will ever break that down to you. So I feel like it's sad that, you know, a lot of parents don't, learn about it and process their internalized misogyny before they have daughters
0: yeah I mean but in your case like you were able to uh, break out of that cycle and now you view your parents as okay this is a flaw of theirs yeah I don't have to take so much value in that yeah and it's a similar relationship with me and my parents in that yes they gave me a lot of criticism as a way to improve myself which is how I treat myself because even if I accomplish things that I should be proud of i'll find a way to criticize myself and be hard on myself as yeah. a means to motivate myself to work harder mm. and um you know i'm now i'm just making the realization that i know that there this is like a quality where i can just let that criticism just brush off of me because again they're just human and our value systems don't have to line up and yeah. i don't have to uh agree with everything that they have to that they have to say so but what's hard for me right now is to accept that, okay, I'm I can't I'm going to let the criticism brush off of me, but at the same time, in the cases that they might they might be more uh uh positive and that they're very proud of me. Yeah. I should equally just let that kind of brush off of me too. Mm. Because I feel that a lot of the things that I've do or been doing is in hopes of receiving that validation from my parents like it's a flawed it's it's like a a flawed thing like if i can the wrong
1: place to look it's a wrong goal right the goal should be you and your self peace and your happiness with what you're doing right so
0: it's like flawed logic on my end like if i can recognize that they have their flaws and i shouldn't take so much stock in their criticism Mm -hmm. then why am i taking so much stock in trying to obtain their validation yeah when that should just come from myself
1: well, that's what I go through too, Brian. Because I, I know un- intellectually, I don't care, True, you know, whatever. I yeah. look good or whatever. Yeah. But that's honestly all I want too. Yeah. Like even though I know intellectually I don't want that. Yeah. That's all I want. Because Absolutely. that's what my parents wanted. Yeah. And I want my parents to be like...
0: And it's I... It's
1: really... It's actually kind of disturbing, I feel like, with my case because... It's a weird like, I have this weird thing with my dad where he he only recognizes women as important if they're attract sexually attracted to him, attractive to him. Yeah. You know what I mean. So he yeah. only like thinks women are like once I was like trying to show him some yoga videos to help his back, and there was this woman that was clearly like more of an expert, but she was like not a attra- not you know like te- conventionally like, conventionally attractive. attractive. By and she was doing well, and then. And then there was a woman next to her that was, like, very conventionally attractive, but not doing well. And he her was, like. Vinyasa was Yeah, aw- it was, was off. It sucked, break. man. <laughs> and my dad was, like, pointing to the attractive one. Like, he's, like, wow, she's great, isn't she? And <laughs> I was just, like, no. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah! Like, I was just, like, it made me, I don't even know, irrationally angry to the yeah. point where it's, like, it, it makes me feel, like. It doesn't matter how funny I am, it doesn't matter how fucking smart. It doesn't matter if I become like the most blah blah da, da, my dad's going to be like you you've you've been eating, huh? It was something shitty. He'll say something shitty like that. Yeah. But then it's weird cuz it's like I don't want my dad to be sexually attracted to me. No. Yeah. At all. That's gross. But it's like that's the that's that's what he thinks is important and good and from that is what I want my value. It's so it's so bizarre and creepy. You know what I mean? It's just weird like It's thing. a
0: very hard thing I mean, recognition yeah. is a great first step. Yeah. Because then you can catch yourself. But again, you grew up with these people. These are behaviors that have been conditioned and habituated and you yeah. enabled them on your own end. Right. And it takes practice, just like anything else, to be able to stop yourself from um feeding into these cycles. And, you know, I I recognize this now for myself and I know that I have my work cut out for me and it's just going to take a lot of recognition and rectification to really treat myself better Yeah. because I think even with my romantic partners, mm-hmm. I didn't know this, but I recognize at the time is I seek that in my romantic partners is that validation oh. of like women who, see the creative work that i'm doing and stripped away from what the result is that they they're very proud Mm. yeah and you know even like a text message from a girl being like hey i saw you did this thing i'm really proud of you that's like the key to my heart
1: Mm. and it shouldn't you know what i mean but that's sweet though it's very very sweet which you shouldn't be the key to your heart
0: uh I think that's who you are. I know, but I feel like I'm I'm making it the key to my heart because that's what I'm so working so hard to get from my parents, and so instead, Mm. that's what I look for in a romantic partner. So you don't think
1: that's healthy? It's. I I don't know. I feel like
0: I think it's it's healthy as long as I can treat myself with that kind of kindness, which I'm which I don't right now, and I'm going to work harder at doing. Mm. And I think it's harder for Asian American and just Asian children in general mm-hmm. to um, strip away from these cycles of repetitive behavior, where if you can recognize that your parents are flawed human beings, because Asian culture emphasizes, like, the value of parents so much more than white American parenting. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, from a young age, we're taught your parents are always right. You have to respect them. mm mm-hmm you're beyond your it's not just that you don't act as an individual you always put your parents like you always consider how would my parents think about this what can i do to make my parents happy in this instance yeah so it's a hard thing to break out of
1: yeah and you know i'm gonna say yeah it's a big thing in the asian community but i also think it's a big thing in human beings too yeah i feel like there's so many plays that are written about i don't know why specifically plays that are written (laughs) do you know what i mean (laughs) about the validation of people's mothers yeah no it's
0: it's a universal experience i mean but
1: it is definitely more uh, there's so much more value placed on the power of that your parents have in asia for sure you're right
0: yeah so Um, i don't know i think at the end of the day if you're listening just uh the
1: key is to do it for yourself
0: do it well that do it for yourself and
1: and the dick pics and
0: also just be kinder to yourself
1: (laughs) yeah be kind i'm sorry (laughs) i tried to make a terrible joke right there (laughs) that none of that made sense that's i've undone years of therapy with that one sentence (laughs)
0: by just saying dick pics No, but, you know, if you have a friend who you might not have uh, expressed this to, tell them something, reach out to them and tell them something that you're really proud of about them. great advice. And because, you know, everyone's working hard and doing their best and you don't know where people's predicaments are. And it's always nice to hear that. And also, if it's easy to do for a friend... Do that for yourself. Just
1: I try to do that to my friends a lot, especially my Asian. I mean, all my friends are Asian. I'm not, I'm not really, but <laughs> I mean, I don't know why that sounded weirdly racist. I only have friends that are Asian. No, I have a I have a whole different. I have a lot of. <laughs> you like <making> it worse <laughs> that, by like, rambling. You know that joke that like really terrible like white person thing where they're like, I have six black friends or yeah, something. Yeah, you're it's doing like, that, but the opposite. I'm doing that. I have, yeah, I have at least six white friends. I have friends, one okay.
0: non-Asian friend. <laughs>
1: I'm just digging myself into a deeper hole. I'm just kidding. I have, uh, I don't, I don't see, uh, this is bad. Okay. I'm just, I was trying to do a joke and it's just, <laughs> you're just like, a dick just, picks. I was just trying to do like generic white people. I mean, race your dick can wait
0: until after we record this
1: podcast. <laughs> I, okay. I'm, I i not even, okay. I'm just kidding. Should we do the, uh, okay. So yes, be kinder to yourself. Be kinder to your friends, whether they're Asian or not. Should we do the... um, We have have our advice segment. We have an uh, advice segment. Guys, so if you're listening,
0: um, Youngmi and I, we have an advice segment. Email us at feelingasianpodcast at gmail.com. And Youngmi and I, and with a guest, when we have guests, we'll just field your questions and do our best to discuss them and give our two cents on it. And I feel like a lot of these... Youngmi and I have received a lot of messages and questions, and we think that these are... Thank you so much, first and foremost, for taking the time to reach out to us, but so many of these are so good. So today we are going to address a question from Dominic, and the topic of the email is continuing college, and he wrote, hi, love what you've done so far. Thank you. I'm currently in my third year of college and was wondering if I should see it through to the end. I'm a declared political science major, and I worked as a policy analyst for my university's legislative department between fall of freshman year and this last spring. Between the drudgery that was my job, whoa, my boredom with classes, and all my political connections leaving office, I started to feel burnt out on politics and switched over to a position doing social media for my school. I much prefer this, but still am finding that I spend most of my time on LinkedIn fantasizing about real jobs. I want to stop paying thousands to be bored, but I worry that without a degree, my time spent here will mean nothing to future employers. Similarly, I worry that my dad's side of the family, parentheses Korean, will see Uh me as a failure for not completing college, despite me having left with a decent GPA. Plenty of extracurriculars and a good job. Should I leave college or should I just tough it out for another 56 academic weeks? I like how we specified 56 56 academic weeks. academic weeks. That's like a that's a long way of saying three years.
1: What? You know <laughs> what? I don't even understand half of this, uh, paragraph because <laughs> I did not go to college. What the fuck is a GPA? Uh, what great, is great point a? average. Know, just, what <laughs> are extracurriculars? I don't even understand. Why don't you give your advice? Because I, I need well, to, I g- think
0: you, your perspective is important too, because I'm you're joking. someone who didn't go to college.
1: I, I know what, I know what these words are. It was a joke guys. I'm very smart. Oh,
0: sorry. I didn't mean to be, uh, no, no, sorry I'm if that j- came j- off as condescending. No,
1: no, I didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm um, very manic. I'm going back and forth here. Well,
0: this is a I think this is a great question and I can definitely speak to it from personal experience because this is something that I went through. I, I graduated with a biochemistry degree and I thought I was gonna become a, a doctor. Mm. And now I talk into a microphone and divulge way too much about my feelings. <laughs> but um <laughs> you know, I don't think it's a good idea to drop out of college to pursue put all your eggs in one basket. Be- and I think this is a narrative that is, you see a lot in media because it's very sexy. It's very mm. romantic. Mm-hmm. Like you hear about with Steve Jobs or like Mark Zuckerberg who dropped out to create Facebook. Right. But we're only hearing these because it's such an extreme case. Like yeah. It's very sexy. And I'm there are a lot of people who do the same things, but they don't, we don't hear about those stories that don't make it. You know? Yeah, that
1: don't succeed.
0: And um, there's a really great... Uh, I, I recommend this book by a professor of psychology at Wharton. His name is Adam Grant, and it's called Originals. And it's it's about... It's a deep dive on, like, what makes uh, original people original and, huh. like, world changers or, like, innovators. Like, what is the psyche and how did they obtain the success? And they did a long-term study where they showed... Um, well... Sorry, let me rephrase this. So Adam Grant, he's a professor at Wharton, and we all know Warby Parker. It's like a very successful uh, eyeglass startup. Yeah. And he's, Adam Grant said that those students their freshman year approached him for an investment in Warby Parker, and he turned them down. Uh-huh. Because when he asked them, like, what is your plan? They said, oh, this is just going to be a hobby for now. Like, mm. we have good jobs lined up, but we figured this eyeglass business could be like a fun thing to do on the side yeah. and see where it goes. And he interpreted that interpreted that as a lack of passion because oh. he like felt that he, he was a believer of the narrative, like, well, if you really want it, then you would just drop out of Wharton. Yeah. And like live all, on the street. And- live on the street and like do all of this. Yeah. And, you know, as we all know, Warby Parker is an, an incredibly valuable company now. Yeah. And he said that there was a long term study done where he he realizes he was wrong uh-huh. because they took people who graduated from like who have a stable job and started an entrepreneurial venture uh-huh. and people who quit their job to do this entrepreneurial venture. And the ones with a stable job while also maintaining like pursuing their entrepreneurial venture had a four were forty percent less likely to fail. Oh. And I think part of this is when you are in an environment or you have a safety blanket, in mm-hmm. this case for you, Dominic, it's school, that enables you that's, it's a safety blanket. You, that enables you to take bigger risks because you know, at the end of the day, yeah, you're still going to be there's okay.
1: A, there's a level of stability there.
0: Right. And even with this podcasting and comedy, I still worked a corporate job until yeah, yeah. my acting audition schedule became too hectic and I couldn't maintain both. Yeah. And so for me, that marked, okay, this seems like an appropriate time to jump in, like dive right. even deeper. But I didn't just... Quit altogether to do this thing. I've always had like a side, like a side day thing. Yeah, in conjunction with my creative pursuits.
1: Also, okay. First of all, he uses the word drudgery, so I don't know. if Just maybe quit. Just I'm just kidding. No, no, I agree with you. I mean, drudgery is a testament to
0: how unhappy he is studying political science. I but agree with you. I think you should graduate with the degree. But the thing is, yeah. Use the use the time to take a lot of different classes. You might surprise yourself. Yeah. And
1: do jujitsu. I don't know. <laughs> I maybe. Um, yeah, so this maybe. is what I'm reading from this email, though. There is no, like, he doesn't have, like, a clear, like, thing that he wants to do instead, right? Well, it sounds right? like he wants to
0: do social media.
1: Well, he said... He, so he nice. enjoyed social media. He says, media. I like it more than my political job, but I still... Look at LinkedIn, fantasizing about real jobs. So it's like it just sounds like. I mean, if he wants to do social, yeah, I I agree. I feel like if you shouldn't miss school, it's only a little over a year.
0: You know, I yeah. know
1: this is like opposite of what we've been kind of saying.
0: Why in, in general
1: regard? in the podcast? Well, no, you're right because I I guess I guess don't leave school. You know, like don't. I, mean, I would say I, stay. I asked,
0: well, I think. Yeah, as someone who you didn't go to school but you were still able to obtain success
1: <clears throat> yeah but that's it's not it, it's it shouldn't have happened to be honest i'm a fucking failure like i don't know why <laughs> like it's not gonna happen i'm sorry like it just doesn't happen it literally was just chance you know i think that when i see people that are famous or successful mm-hmm. and the part that they don't ever fucking talk about because they feel like they're entitled to it is that a lot of it is just fucking luck It just happened to happen. Yeah. It's not how good you are. Yeah. It's like 20% how good you are. And 80%, well, well, this happened, and then this happened, and then it went viral on Twitter. Like, that's literally what it is, you know? I mean,
0: uh, this is a... One of my employers, he gave me this great definition for luck that I believe in is that luck is a combination of when preparation meets opportunity. Mm. Like oh, no yeah, one's sometimes. ever truly lucky. Yeah. Like it's just, but you that had the opportunity, but like you capitalize on that moment.
1: But even that sounds like you're more in control of something that you Literally nobody has control over. Right. There's so little control that goes into something like success, especially in a field like, I mean our field in social media, obviously there's like, you can just get a job and get a, have a career in that. But like, you know, like, a, yeah. like an act. That's like so much of his luck. Yeah. you know, like what happened to my ex husband. A yeah. lot of that was his luck. He's very talented. He's extremely I talented. I mean, he had that
0: luck of opportunity that yeah. that most people probably will never see but he capitalized on it because he he's was a extremely talented, talented.
1: Chef. and he's the most talented person I've ever met. Like in regards to as like a chef, I've yeah. never met anyone that like is, comes close to being as talented. Like he knows the, he knows the drill, you know?
0: Absolutely. And also <laughs> if you're studying something you don't like, I still think that there is value in completing that because in the moment you might not know what skills or what value you're gaining from it. Yeah. But looking back maybe in 10 years, you might be able to connect the dots. Yeah. And that's that was the case for me because, you know, I graduated with a biochemistry degree, but I got my first comedy job because my resume had all medical experience. And uh. the employers just brought me in because they were like, your resume made no fucking sense. <laughs> and we were just interested to see, like, who the fuck you were. because that's so,
1: so funny.
0: Right. And, you know, it worked out for me because I did end up getting hired. But for them, it was just like, what? This is so weird.
1: That is so funny. Right. But yeah. you don't
0: see it at the times, a- yeah. at the moment. And I mean, Steve Jobs talked about this when he was, he dropped out of read, but he just dropped out because he felt school, mm-hmm. like the system of school wasn't for him, but he mm-hmm. just still t- like audited classes that he was interested in. Yeah. And he was like, you know what? I'm into calligraphy. I want to take this calligraphy class. I don't know what, what value it has for me today, but it mm-hmm. sounds really fucking interesting. And he credits that class as the inspiration for different typefaces and fonts for the first Mac OS system.
1: Well, also, these people like Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg, these are examples of people that had like a fire idea and they were already seeing it picking up, right, before they left school. It wasn't like, I'm just going to go out and make something great. Like They already knew that it was a great thing bursting from at the seams right then they wanted to go out and work on it, it right and
0: way. and being out of school for a while now i i sometimes miss it because it's an environment where you're free from the obligations of adulthood the
1: hacky sack is that what you miss is that, <laughs> what, college, is that what you do in college Hacky sack? Uh,
0: no i just what did i do in college i just fucked around a lot and just crammed a lot but it's an environment where you're free from the obligations of adulthood and your only duty is just to enrich your mind. Mm -hmm. And that's such a privilege. And so if you do your best to just try and adopt that mentality, take a lot of different classes, I think it's in your best interest, Dominic, to finish college. But on the side, try a lot of different things. And you might surprise yourself. You might find a new passion that you didn't even know was there at the time of writing this email.
1: Yeah. So stay in school.
0: And send dick pics
1: and sen- if 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 they ask for them if she asks for them <clears throat> send them away if they don't ask for them do not send the dick pics dominic
0: uh, sorry
1: what were we talking about
0: <laughs> no i think that's our podcast so dominic thank you for taking the time to uh, you know field this your question and that's our podcast, young we we <laughs> talked about validation and be and ways to be kinder to yourself.
1: You are you are talented and valuable and I value you as a person.
0: I value you as a person too, and I hope you get all the dick pics. Slide face. into our DMs, listeners
1: thanks <laughs> no don't please don't
0: <laughs> anyways uh if you guys are listening uh, if you haven't already please follow us on instagram you can follow me at it's brian park
1: um and i'm at ym Mayer.
0: and you can follow our inst- our podcast at feeling asian podcast on instagram and please 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 subscribe rate review us on all streaming platforms And yeah, we'll be back. We're here every Wednesday. Thanks for listening, guys.
1: Yeah, thanks for listening.
0: Bye. Bye.